Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Saturdays with Jenny. Well, I've been uh, chatting about it since we went on air. We're going to be talking about non-fiction books for children. So maybe um, this is something that you, if you're rushing around and you, you know, you're doing your thing, maybe this is something that you're going to want to come back to uh, because you'll be able to pick it up. We'll we'll post it as a podcast. So don't worry if you are missing things. So uh, welcome, first of all, to Griffin Shear, who is the owner of Bridge Books in town. And you often hear me talking about bridge books and and griffin i've yet to make it to to a tour because it sounds so fantastic i know it's impossible at the moment but um but i think that you said that there was something like 67 booksellers not bookshops but 50 67 booksellers in and around town which i think is fantastic yeah, that's right. It's a hugely dense bookselling space. So on, and we're in the Rand Club building now. And just on our block, we've got, I have to count them now. So there's 12 in the one block around us, which is amazing if you think about it, compared to how many would be in a shopping mall, for example. You'd have three or four, maybe. Um, and actually, I'm so pleased because we've got permission with COVID protocols to resume our tours from today. So oh. we've got a group going out now, even in the rain. They didn't cancel. I was prepared to, like, have a sunnier day. Um, so we'll start offering them regularly again because it is something nice to do outside where we can be socially distant and not feel like we're kind of cramped in a space. And I think we're all kind of bored to do something. It's oh, no, no, no. Again, everybody you know. is absolutely desperate. So so you're in the in the Rand Club. Are you on the ground floor or how does it work? We're on the ground floor. And actually, um, I didn't know much about the building until I moved in just before. And now you're down. fainting because it's so gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And we are actually in um, what was originally uh, a shop space that I've been trying to find old pictures to see what was there before because it was abandoned when we moved in. It was just empty. We had to rewire and everything. The Rand Club. Well, just in this one shop space that was on the oh. side, it had been neglected for a long time. Okay. Um, but it was actually a Remington typewriter shop back in the day, which I think is fantastic. Oh. But now there's a bookstore in there. And David Slally is moving into the shop on the other side of us. Oh. I'm hoping that he'll have that running before too, too long. Yes. And the plan is for the corner shop to become um, hopefully a kind of coffee shop, photography, kind of modern, cool space that'll all link into the bigger Rand Club space because... Um, Victor Domini, who does amazing yes. photographs of authors, yes. yeah. he's setting up a gallery on the Fox Street side where there used to about be a restaurant. About time, about time. And I just think it's amazing. We've got so many cool, interesting neighbors. There's interesting young lawyers moving into the building. There's um, a really amazing tailor who's upstairs. And the restaurant's doing really nice meals now. So anyone can come in. You don't have to be a member You're anymore. talking about the restaurant with that amazing bar. The huge, huge bar. Isn't and really, it just the most beautiful, beautiful building? It's an amazing building, you know, and James Finley's collectible books is downstairs. So you come and you have lunch and you have coffee and you visit us and you go and look at, you know, James has 300-year-old maps of Africa with the names of the old kingdom still on them. And he had, you know, a signed original by Mahatma Gandhi one time. I was down there. He's got amazing things. And it's such a, it's an easy building to get lost in and just end up spending so much time. Um, And it's amazing to watch how it's transformed. So... Uh, you know, many years ago, maybe 15 years ago, there was a fire that damaged the cupola that's yeah. over the stairwell. So you have this beautiful staircase going up like Cinderella or something. You know, Women were not allowed to, to use it. Yes, you had to be mm. escorted by mm. someone. Even the Queen of England, when mm. Queen Elizabeth came, had to be escorted up the stairs. Um, but now the cupola that was kind of um, 
kind of temporarily fixed has been redesigned by David Tlali with this amazing like mosaic on it. So you go in and you've got this beautiful old building that's kind of all of that kind of grandeur and the bronze balustrade and everything. And then you look up and there's this totally modern, very contemporary Johannesburg cupola on top of you. Uh, have they kept the library? The library is gorgeous. I did my book launch in the library actually last well, year. And yeah. it was so beautiful because yes. it feels... I always say it's like Hogwarts on the high veld yeah. you know, because it's this giant, you know, wooden shells with the wooden um, ladder that you need to climb up and a huge fireplace and the overstuffed leather chairs. And um, the library actually has a very contemporary collection, too. It has ancient books. You know, it's got really old yes. things in there. But the new library committee has been really committed to buying modern contemporary fiction and with a heavy emphasis on local writers lovely um and i believe they're working on a library membership which would be nice for times like now when the library's closed yes. our public library still aren't open yes. um so that for you know a very reasonable price you could check out books from the library there or use that space so really it's if if you add the joburg library which is a stone's throw away from mm. where you are um it's kind of apart from david uh, i'm sure you'll bring him into books at, at some stage uh, it, it's a kind of a literary uh, informal sector i think it sounds wonderful it's amazing and we've been working with um the johannesburg development agency to rebrand the area as the johannesburg literary district because we've got every few feet there's another bookseller and they're all so different and so interesting so you've got people who are doing the antiquarian books like james you've got nigerian importers bringing in all of these kind of spiritual books from lagos you've got people who only do vernacular textbooks you've got the unisa booksellers then you've got people doing just like odds and ends of things in the secondhand trade and you've got people who only specialize in contemporary fiction and it's just amazing that in such a small small space that you can walk around it's only a kilometer really you know one square kilometer and have nearly 70 booksellers wow, it's and they're wonderful. doing so well you know i mean it's hard during lockdown like for every business yes but i think sometimes i talk about them and people imagine they're like the poorest of the poor uh. But many of them have nice apartments and are driving cars and send their children to like nice schools. So and people are buying. People are buying books and enough to support a decent lifestyle. It's just hard in lockdown because there's not many people in yes. town right now. Yes. Because so many offices are closed and banks are working remotely. Sure. So we don't have the foot traffic that we did a year ago. But it's amazing that the literary culture is so rich that you can support that many booksellers in such a small space. It says so much about Joburg and so much that's wonderful about Joburg. Well, before we finish, you must you must give out a number where because uh, you know our listeners are listening. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And it might be lovely for them to come on the tour that is on this morning. And I love the idea of going and having a wonderful curry lunch mm. um, in the Rand Club in that that wonderful room. It's just it I don't ever want day. to leave it. And you can just eat until the heart's content, and then you pot it around. Absolutely, yeah, that would be just fantastic. Um, yes, you can call um, at Bridge Books at 079-618. Oh, that's the one I was calling, 0 And it's either me or my colleague, Tabiso, who's wonderful and who also leads the tours. 9260. Um, 9280. thanks. And um, we're also reachable on our socials and at bridgebooks.coza. Okay. Let's talk children. Yes. Because you've brought in, I mean, it's really easy with with little ones because fiction, I think, is so wonderful for, mm. for children. But, of course, they're absorbing everything at the moment. And when I saw the thing that you posted, I just looked at these books and I thought, this looks absolutely absorbing. And 
I actually read children's nonfiction, uh, say on astronomy, because it explains it so well, you know. And I'm I'm just not clever with astronomy. Well, and one of these, the the, the Chinesey book, which is about teaching Chinese, it was I was actually looking to find a book that I used when I studied Japanese. Tr- 35 years ago or something, like ages ago, um, which is no longer in print, but it uses pictures to help you remember the characters. And this Chinese book does the same thing for Chinese, where it's creating these mnemonic devices with really gorgeous, cool illustrations that help you remember the characters. Well, you, you've got that uh, that book right there. And, of course, the, the cover says everything because it's a picture of uh, of a man walking. And um, and uh, he's got a little, little cap on and he's striding into the future. But that actually is the Chinese sign for for man. Yeah, and it makes it so easy to remember because the sign, I would probably think later, oh, it's a sign for triangle or something. Yes. But because now I've seen him turned into a man with a cap and some cool shoes, of course, even now, I'll, not having finished the book, I'll remember, oh, that's the Chinese character. Yes. Um, and I think uh, that's like you were saying about the astronomy books. Um, nonfiction for kids is such a great way for adults to learn so yes. much because it's so accessible. Um, I've spent a lot of time on podcasts during lockdown when I just can't absorb the real world anymore sometimes. Yeah. I was listening to a lot of astronomy and physics and things, and it just blows my mind, the things for adults. And the programming for kids is fun and accessible and more interesting and presented in a way that we'll all remember. Well, I, I think that that book is an, is an absolute gem. Just hold it up and I'll take a photograph so we can post it um, shortly and uh, and everybody can actually see um, the the book and why it's um, it's such a good idea and 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 not only that but you go through the pages and you understand what the sky is there's a sign for the sky there's a sign for a forest there's a sign for a wood but they also give you the pronunciation learn 100 words that's what it's all about isn't it Yes, and they're all grouped into you know so there's a page about the family and we've got family portraits and the f- symbol is on the portrait of the father the mother symbol is on the portrait of the mother and it just when you see the symbol turned into a mother's hug yes suddenly the symbol is much more meaningful yes it just makes it so much easier to remember i think that's an absolute winner of a book i really and truly do okay i, I can see something with stars on it so this is by um sia masuko who's a local um graphic artist and and you can see it on the cover you can see it on the cover it's gorgeous and it's a bit okay this one's a bit tricky as non-fiction because it's a two-volume set the first First one is a fictional story about a boy in Jabalo who's talking with his dad about astronomy. But then the second volume is nonfiction where we learn, and this is only available in Zulu. It was written in Zulu and it hasn't been translated. Um, but it's a Zulu explanation of the solar system for young children. So we're learning the names of the planets in Zulu. We're learning different facts about the planets. And it's done in a very cool kind of comic book style. Um, and what I like is that we so rarely find this kind of nonfiction in vernacular. So I'm sure that I had a hundred books like this available to me as a child in English. And this is the only one that I found in any of the local languages. And I talk about it because I really hope that it's available in more languages and that we have more people come up with ideas like this. Because it's such a great way to learn where we've created a character with the father and the son. And we go from the son 
to here on Mars. I love his illustrations. My goodness me. They're really beautiful. You know, he's done um, a bunch of books with Book Dash as well. And he did a uh, Zulu ABC book in the same sort of style. Um, and he's really amazing. He did a film last year that I never got to see because of lockdown. So we didn't get to screenings very much. Um, but it's really, it's so beautiful. And I think I like his style. I like his approach. It's very positive. Um, and he has a lots of supplementary materials on his website, which is, I believe it's siafunda.coza. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I think that is, I think that's fantastic. So I'll photograph that afterwards as well. Sure. Um, so, so everyone knows what we're talking about. Um, Do we okay. want to stick with astronomy while we've got a show? Oh, why not? Going? Why not so, stick with astronomy? <laughs> this one's for a little bit of an older reader. So I would say it's more middle grade to high school even. I would have um, said, I would have, I think it's a bit much for me. Yeah. I, I think. It's called um, The Astronomy of Timbuktu and it's series from um, the Cambridge University Press where they're doing um, African indigenous knowledge. So there's one that's about African dinosaurs and one that's about African inventions. And this one is about how the ancient, well, the, I guess the medieval really astronomers in Timbuktu were able to use the stars to navigate and to find directions to Mecca because they were, they were Muslim scholars there. Um, and it explains how their libraries worked. And I like this one as well because it's it you get to see the illustrations of things we don't often get to see so we get to see copies of books from the libraries yes. in Timbuktu um, but it definitely does have a little bit more of a school feel it's not going to yes. be as interesting for like your primary school students um, but I think it's amazing 12 year old would you say yeah I would say kind of 12 and up um, but it's so hard to find this kind of history that's written for actually for any age, because even for me as an adult to find these things is kind of challenging. I think Tabo and Becky would like that because, of course, Tabo and Becky and the manuscripts. Absolutely. And you know? um, I would love to have figure out how to get more access to those manuscripts, too. I hope when his library is open. Well, we'll I hope they. Them. Yeah, me, me too. I mean, I hope they become I don't think you'll ever be able to touch them. But uh, but certainly to see them, even a digital copy, would a be digital copy, yeah, yeah, no, I something agree with projected you. on the wall or yes. something, yeah. And this one, this is going to have to be the last one, but I'll photograph all of them. Th this one is so. Um, this one is part of a series of thirteen art things, and so there's a bunch of these. Um, there's thirteen skyscrapers children should know, thirteen artists children should know, thirteen sculptors children should know. Um, this one happens to be thirteen photos children should know, and it's pictures that I think. As grown-ups, um, we take them for granted because we've seen them so much. So one of them is the famous photo of Albert Einstein with his tongue sticking out. Yes. And, of course, we look at that as adults and we immediately know, oh, that's Albert Einstein. Mm -hmm. And why would my 10-year-old know that if no one's ever told him, you know? So it's a way to introduce children to these iconic images. Um, so here we've got, you know, Neil Armstrong on the moon. We've got Nelson Mandela being freed. Um, one of the photos is a um, picture of the Beatles. You know? Oh, okay. Um, all kinds of different things. There's Martin Luther King giving his I Had a Dream speech. Um, but it's a way to get the timeline of history, placing these photos in context. And I think it works well because, um, well, they're gorgeous, first of all. So mm -hmm. they're hardcover books. They're nice pages. They're, they're done by um, Prestel, which does art books. Mm -hmm. But if, like, my younger child is a very reluctant reader because he's a bit dyslexic and he's really challenged challenge to get through words but we can kind of jump through it so i can show him the timeline we don't have to go through all the text if we don't want to but there's a way to engage in the photos but he, he engages with the photos and so i like this whole series and i like because um it reminds me of things that i would never 
always remember to explain to them myself. Um, and this is a whole series of books that I think is such a good introduction um, to the world of art and culture for kids. Yes. Which, you know, sometimes it's easy to skip over. No, I, I, I think they're lovely. So I, I, I'll take some photographs of the cover, uh, covers of the books uh, in just a moment. But Griffin, this is absolutely fantastic. I'm going to give out this number for people if they want to go on one of the tours again. Thank you so much. So that's 79 9280 so 0796189280 and you can go on a tour and I think you've got to take in lunch and I think you've got to make it absolutely fantastic it sounds wonderful and pop into David Clowley as well it's you know a really great day you know nice it sounds it sounds just lovely and these books for kids I am in love with the Chinese book in fact I think I might buy it because I think it is so useful and it just makes a sense of a little bit of sense of those pages that are incomprehensible to uh, to to somebody like me. I think it's such a great way to get started. You know, it's a, wonderful. And imagine a hundred words in a way that's beautiful and fun. Yes, and, easy. and and they say you know with the accents and and everything. Anyway, listen, Griffin, thank you so much for coming in, and uh, and we'll pop some of the pictures up on the Kai FM website, or else I'll put it up on one of my pages, and you'll be able to see these books and and reference them, or pop into Bridge Books, uh, and now you know exactly where they are, and there's parking nearby, um, so so it sounds to me like a good deal. Saturdays with Jenny every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.